Hi, this is Francesca Morfini, and you're listening to Femme Studios. Here you'll find a series of conversations with female entrepreneurs, artists, and leaders who have carved their own path and are now putting a dent in and beyond our city. Julie Clark is the founder of Province Apothecary, which, if you haven't heard of it, is an all-natural skincare company based in Toronto. They actually have a store on Dundas West where you can stop by to shop their product line or get a facial. I sat down with Julie to talk about how she started Province Apothecary, which by the way was a side hustle long before I became a fully grown company. Julie also tells us about learning how to use natural products to create a skincare line, including the difference she started to notice when switching to all organic. We also talk about her focus on supporting local farmers and sourcing Canadian ingredients when she is creating products. Here we go. You know, I obviously want to talk about the province of Apothecary, but I also want to start with the fact that this is not what you were doing originally. Mm-hmm. You're a costume designer. So mm-hmm. tell me a bit about uh, finding your way into costume design. Did you already always know you wanted to do it growing up? Um, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, I, I've always had like a lot of allergies, eczema, um, and asthma. So when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a, like a, a dermatologist. Okay. Um, and then in high school, I switched and wanted to get like I really loved sewing and building things and doing art. So I got into fashion and kind of costuming, and then I decided to go to fashion school mm-hmm. and, um it's called it's called La Salle College in Montreal okay. so it's like a fashion design um and a costume design you can like choose which one you want to do mm-hmm. but you're from Toronto you grew up in Toronto right I'm from Halifax okay yeah okay so Great. I originally grew up in Halifax moved to Montreal went to school for fashion then decided I preferred costume and I got into costuming and mm-hmm. worked um and it for a lot like in a lot of theater and then got into film and then got into like advertising and styling and that kind of stuff um so yeah so that's that's how I kind of I don't know started the journey of kind of being an entrepreneur yeah um and then I was really obsessed with I kind of thought I was always gonna have like an accessory line or I loved making things and I loved reading about people that had mostly fashion businesses because that was kind of my passion back then so that kind of sparked the idea of having a company Mm -hmm. um yeah and then but I I didn't it wasn't working out with like fashion it never never went I like tried to do a few things and it just didn't really happen it wasn't working yeah and then um yeah and then I just got frustrated so frustrated with my skin Mm -hmm. um that I then was like okay I'm gonna try and make myself some natural products and I couldn't find the products I wanted and I failed at making my own products really badly when I started. When did you start? <laughs> um, in 2000, it would have been 2009, 2010. Okay. But I just like, you know, looked up recipes on the internet and trying to study ingredients on the internet and just failed really badly. I My first product I made and um, was a lip balm with sesame oil but I used toasted sesame oil instead of like unrefined which is very different yeah 
Yes. So I gave it out to friends and they were all just like, I can't use this. This is not, a, this is like edible. It's food. It's not edible. It has a really strong scent too. <laughs> it really does. Like I cook with it a lot. And yeah. You only have to use a very small amount. Yeah. And I used a lot of it. <laughs> so that was a fail. I made me realize I really needed someone to teach me how to do this. Um, so then I moved to Toronto and went to school here. And then just, you know, did a few costuming gigs to kind of pay the rent, uh, pay my bills, and I uh, didn't really like it anymore. <laughs> Why Toronto? Um, this is where the school I, like, uh, found. So it was um, called the Institute of Aromatherapy, okay. and it was in the beaches, and it had been there for, like, 12 years, and I was there for the last six months of the school. I didn't realize when I signed up that she was like folding it. Um, but I got there and then she was like, we're closing really soon. So just, you know, I did like a two year degree in six months. So it was like very intense and amazing. Um, and yeah, so that's how I landed here. And I knew a lot of people that already lived here. Mm -hmm. All my friends from Montreal essentially had moved here. So it's really easy to kind of find somewhere to live and hang out with people. So it was like a nice place to come. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me a bit about your experience with your skin before you started getting into natural natural remedies. Yeah, um, I'd been on steroids since I was a baby. Oh so God. I like topical steroids, internal steroids, because um, I just was really inflamed. I had really, really bad eczema. Um, and then I'm just, a, I have really dry skin. Um, and I just didn't, you know, I, I used to like Biore pore strips and I used oil of LA religiously. And um, I loved, you know, like I just, you know, used whatever. Um, I used soap on my face. I just didn't, I didn't know, I didn't understand my skin at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, you know, I was always itchy and bleeding and cracking and I just wanted something to help it. Um, was that, that was around the time that people started being more interested in natural options and when the sort of wellness movement started, but it was still in the very early stages. So how did you come across all of this? Um, well, it was really just my eczema that I like, you know, went to the health food stores and was like, okay, I want something natural for eczema that doesn't have steroids in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I bought everything they had and none of it worked. So then I was like, okay, this is my mission. I want to, I want to create a product that works for eczema naturally. Um, and then when I started that journey, I was like, oh, it's not only what you put on topically that matters. It's, you know, internally is so important as well. Mm -hmm. So then I just, you know, studied a lot more, started working with naturopaths, um, nutritionists, really kind of forming our wellness community that we have in Toronto here. And, um, we really tap into it at Promise Apothecary and, um, yeah, just learning different different ways to kind of help our skin internally, externally. So really taking the holistic approach. Mm -hmm. um, I started doing facials, so I really loved physically helping people um, and blending them something on the spot, so having that custom aspect. So that's where the whole business stemmed from, um, that aspect of me actually giving someone a facial, making them the products, um, consulting with them, sending them home with, like, homework to do, because um, that's what I was doing for myself. And then I kind of just, you know, invited every friend I know for a $20 facial. And, you know, soon I was like, great, I have clients. <laughs> 
it took it took many years, but <laughs> um, okay. What was the first product that you made successfully? Um, I, I made so many so quickly, so I made a lot of, I made probably like 40 products and it's like, here, I have 40 products. <laughs> was there one that you used it and you were like, wow, this is, this is really good. Um, yeah, it was the oil cleanser. So oh, yeah, okay. there was, so my teacher who I learned from didn't care about organic, didn't care about the quality of the ingredient. It was more like, you know, what does it say this ingredient does is really important, but it can be refined, it can be whatever, cosmetic grade, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I was really obsessed with like, okay, but what can we get locally in Canada? What can we get from the U.S.? Like, what can we get from a closer, in, like, farm, essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, and what will work for our skin, because we have such drastic seasons, so what what naturally grows here? So we have, you know, hemp, we have flax, we have a lot of sunflower oil, we have t- so many beautiful ingredients. So that was my primary focus, and I wanted it all to be organic. Um, so just really me, you know, playing with the cosmetic-grade ingredients that I had in school, and then coming home and playing with my organic ingredients, I was just floored by the difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, just how active the ingredients can be. So that was a learning curve because it's like you can use some cosmetic grade ingredients that are active in quotation marks at a hundred percent, you know, dilutions, um, and then you can't like I can't use those as organic because they're too strong. So it's like yeah. just kind of learning like oh, how does this ingredient react when it's in, you know, the most potent organic form? Um, So, yeah, it was lots of experimentation and trying things. But, yeah, my first product was really the oil cleanser and our powder, like our oatmeal-based exfoliator. Those were my two kind of first, you know, well-received products where people were like, oh, my gosh, I want more of these. Also, oil cleansing was super weird back then. So Yeah, people were very confused by that time. I had extremely dry skin as well, so... Although, I, from my understanding, oil cleansing is good for people with oily skin, too, because it's... Or, sorry, do you want to, do you want to tell me why? Oh, yeah, it's good for everyone. Um, so, I love it. My goal with the line, too, was... I was seeing so many different clients that I really wanted to have things that would work for everyone. Um, so, oil cleansing is amazing because it will work from, like, normal to oily, acneic and then normal to dry sensitive you know rosacea eczema so it will work on like the whole spectrum um because what it's doing is it's just um working on the surface and it's not throwing the ph of the skin off it's not throwing the uh microbiome it's not throwing off the oil content of the skin it's literally just softening uh any oil that might be on the surface if you wear makeup it's generally all oil based so it's going to loosen that up and then it if you rub it on, it's going to really pick up any pollution or dirt on the face. And then all you're doing is wiping it off. So you're not um, kind of deteriorating the surface of the skin the way soap can do it over time. Um, soap will cause like a pH change and it can also um, remove too much oil. So it works really well for pans. Like think of a greasy pan. Soap is amazing. It will take off all that soap, uh, all the grease, all the oil. But on our skin, if you have too much oil production, possibly you're oily. Uh, if you remove all that oil, your skin's probably going to freak out and produce more, more oil. oil. And then if you're too dry and you're removing that oil, you're probably just not going to be able to produce 
the oil that you need and your skin's going to get drier. So it throws it off on both, in both, on both sides of it. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I really liked it. It took a lot of convincing for some people. Yeah. Tell me about that because (laughs) it still takes convincing today and I feel like we've come a long way. Yeah, it's true. And now people walk in and ask for it, which is so exciting. Um, but just, I don't know. Just people are so apprehensive about putting oil on their skin because literally for so many decades we've been told not to put oil on the skin because we've, you know, been told that it clogs our pores. So um, it's really just our mission or my mission is to educate our clients and empower our clients to take care of their skin 365 days a year. So that's like the general mission. So I'm like, okay, so if they are scared of oil cleansing, we have to teach them why it works and let them experiment with it and give them all the tools they need so that they feel empowered to know how to use it properly mm-hmm. and then they'll see the results. So Yeah, of course. Yeah. So let's go back to when you're doing this six-month program. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably like not <laughs> sleeping, uh, lots of coffee. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, you said that you started to experiment on your friends and, um, but when did you really start to see this as a business? Um, it was pro it was about two years after that. Um, so yeah. And like, I don't know, it's only probably been like two years where I've recently where I've been like, yes, this is happening. <laughs> I can do some projections. Uh, um yeah it took it took a really long time now we're in year six of the actual business and I worked on it for about two years before it started um so in that infancy phase of me doing facials out of my house and doing flea markets and all that kind of stuff um was a lot of brand development that I didn't even you know really know I was doing uh but yeah I know you know I dreamed that it would be a business because I just wanted I waitressed um nights and then did problems popular during the day and I just like dreamed of the day that I could quit my waitressing job (laughs) what are the things that you wish you could tell yourself if any when you were in those days Uh, oh yeah so I just keep doing it looking back I like I'm very happy with how I did it like it's what I did so um Mm. it worked um you know I've in the past I've always been like oh you should have taken out a loan earlier or tried to get some more employees quicker but it like I probably just would have been way too stressed out we made a run through more money than we needed to because it would have been available um so yeah nothing yeah (laughs) No, that's fair. I mean, I think there's something to be said about things happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and had had you changed something? It's more about, you know, you. I'm sure you were really stressed. And oh yeah, I don't know. It's more maybe something you wish you could have like patted yourself on the back and been like, you're actually going to be okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I. It's true. It's. Um... I'm not even good at doing that now. So, uh, yeah, the stress levels, not burning out is really important. So, you know, even though you know you have to work 13, 14 hour days, it's like, what can you do to make, give yourself that time? Um, For me, there was a huge shift when I started giving the business, like, actual priority. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw a huge shift in the business when I was like, I work 
for eight hours on Promise Apothecary, even though it's not making money, and I'm probably spending money. Um, but I, you know, I worked nine to five, five days a week on the company, and then I had my side hustle, which was waiting tables. Um, and when I really dedicated a lot of time to the business, whether or not it was working um, at that time financially, I, I saw such a dramatic shift in the company. It actually became a company when I was like, nope, this is my job. You know, I work nine to five. You, you know, people sometimes when you're developing a company, they're like, you don't have a job. Let's do this, you know, go have brunch or whatever. And I was just like, no, okay, now this is really serious. I want this to happen. This is the projection I want. Um, so that was like the bigger shift and what I tell a lot of people that kind of ask, like, how do you start the company? And then like, you just start it, just like, give it, give it the space. If you don't have days, give it nights and like, just give it the time that it needs. Cause it takes always way more time than you need. Um, and just allot it, like take it out of your schedule, block it off and just make sure you're actually doing it. Um, cause that's when I saw. That's when I the ball started rolling. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really, really good. And then, you know, later, six years later now, um, the big thing I've realized, it's all about the people that work for you. They are the most important aspect of the business. Um, and I've recently did some management and leadership training um, with a great company called The Modern Way to Work. Um, and they do virtual trainings. And that changed the business a lot and just the way I think about business and our company. Um, what were your major learnings from that? Just, I'm a great individual worker. I started this company because I, I know I can work really hard and I can get the work done. Um, and I have the motivation to do it. But I'm not a great manager. And I'm not even a great leader. Like, I'm learning how to do that. Um, and just kind of, it breaks down you know, from individual workers to managers and like what that looks like and how do you actually train someone to go from an individual worker to a manager and what do you have to do as a manager and how to have, like, how does the company work? How do you get your employees engaged? You know, you want, how do you get your employees to come to work every day and want to come to work? Like that's the challenge. Right. Um, so just kind of re-understanding what a business is and what the point of a business is, I think, really changed. So I only did that in the last six months. And that's something I wish I had taken, you know, three years ago and had a, a bigger perspective of, like, how it works, what is my role, how can I help everyone that's working uh, with me improve it all mm -hmm. every day. Um, yeah, so that, that was, like, the one thing that I was, like, and now I tell everyone, they're, like, what's your advice? I'm, like, take this course. <laughs> Take it. Take it. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you're really working on now that the course brought to light for you? Uh, all our managers are going through it. Okay. Um, so I have one girl in it right now, um, and she's blown away as well. She's like, I just didn't even know any of this information. So it just, it's just broken down in such an incredible way that it just, I don't know. It like give me an example. I'm so curious. Oh man, I'm. Or something that, you know, when they said it out loud, you you were like, wow, this makes so much sense now that you say it, but how did I never think of this? Um, even, like, right now we're doing, um, we're interviewing for two jobs, and um, 
with throughout, like with the owner of this company, you know, she's walked me through a whole new inter- interview process. And it's just, it's just like they have processes that's just like, it's all just so laid out so well. Um, it's a structure. It's a structure. And for me, I like love structures because I'm like, how do I, we've been interviewing and hiring for six years, no problem. But now that, you know, we're doing it a lot more frequently, I, I want consistency. I want to understand how do I actually evaluate someone, you know, three candidates against each other. Um, so they, it's just all this information. The best thing was really about like actually, um, dealing with conflict. So not that, um, you know, conflict's natural, even, you know, a disagreement on like this blue or that blue. Um, but you know, just really stepping back and getting curious about, you know, Oh, why do you like that blue? Um, and why don't you like that blue? Really becoming really curious with everyone that we work with every day and bringing kind of a new energy. So, um, you know, it's not always about what do you want and what, what's, what's right, what's wrong. Um, it's, it's, everything's more complicated and interesting and the best part of a conversation. It sounds like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's really like, you know, maybe the most important thing is actually just being like, what did you do yesterday or last night? Like getting to know, um, getting to know everyone at a different level more than just where's my report or how's that project going um, and working just working with people on like we're all uh, people so working on a more personal level mm-hmm. and getting interested in each person but it's really hard to remember to do that when you have so much work to do you're a really good individual worker you just want to go stress. to work yeah um, it's hard to take that break sometime and be like how is your day going <laughs> I know and then not and then when someone asks you not having the robotic great how's yours yeah which I catch myself doing all the time and I'm like you know what actually not great yeah I need coffee or whatever I need to go for a walk yeah 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 um, how did you find okay I was gonna ask how did you find a balance when you were doing this you know the 14 hour days and mm-hmm. waitressing as well and everything but there obviously was no balance no so <laughs> the question is how did you deal with it without going crazy uh, I think I went probably crazy okay <laughs> right, noted um I was really looking forward to having a life like a personal life back right. um but I kind of just I think I gave myself about two two and two and a half three years and was just like I'm not going to have life. I'm just going to work on a company. And I just did it. And I just was able to, like, my uh, partner was, you know, away working a lot. So that gave me, like, a few months alone to work nonstop. And then when he'd come home, I'd take a little bit more time um, and spend some time with him. And then when he left again, I'd work as much as possible. Um, So it worked out really, really well. (laughs) But, and then, and then now I just, like, really prioritize having a personal life and getting that work work life balance um and I just don't really break it even you know projects come and things happen um but I really really try to stick to you know not working on the weekends and taking time after 7 or 8 p.m at night and not working Mm -hmm. um otherwise I just don't think I'd be sitting here because it's you know I would be oh, too exhausted and not a great person. Yeah, and not asking me how my day was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in the first three years, I didn't, I didn't, 
I couldn't figure out how to have balance and I just didn't have it and you just found a way to make it work yeah I just was like this is going to be short term if I just put in the work now right was my thought yeah that makes sense yeah okay so I want to talk about the way that you source ingredients mm-hmm. because it kind of gave the name to the brand and it's so great that everything is sourced in Canada. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about finding all these suppliers and figuring out exactly how it's, how it was going to work logistically? Um, so uh, one thing to add, so we don't only source in Canada, okay. we source globally um, because so many of our ingredients that I love using aren't available in Canada, but we primarily always try to start in Canada and get whatever we can. So we have tons of product, tons of ingredients that we source in Canada um, and that's where the name came from. So some of the ingredients that we source in Canada that was um, kind of my mission to find were sunflower oil um, because we in Canada it's actually sunflower is like one of our there is quite a large uh, growing community um, so but it was really hard to find I was really shocked so when I started I was like okay I know we produce sunflower oil the problem was that it was really hard to find organic um, and so that's where part of the mission of always giving back to organic farmers came from the brand um, just because I realized when I started I was like oh in Canada, we actually don't have a lot of farmers that are farming organic because it's so expensive. Right. Um, so how can we help support them? Um, and then when we were, when I was blending the mask, um, I really wanted to use seaweed. And my father, when he was a teenager, would was raking seaweed as a job. So when I was, you know, talking about ingredients that we could find in Canada, he was like, I know a source for for seaweed. seaweed. And then my uncle produces maple syrup, so he knew a great source for maple syrup sugar um, that we use in our mask as well. And then um, I really wanted organic beeswax, so um, I was at a trade show for organic food, found someone making organic ketchup with organic honey, and then I asked them, you know, do you have beeswax? Are you selling organic beeswax? And they ha- they weren't at the time, but they were like, oh, we have so much, we can definitely uh, sell it to you. So then now they're our main supplier for uh, organic beeswax in there in Alberta. So it's really fun. It's been just kind of... Um, constant research we just recently got um like a new supplier of broccoli uh organic broccoli seed oil um so we had one and then now there's like a new farm um producing broccoli seed oil what are the benefits of broccoli seed oil uh i've I've never even thought of that (laughs) as an ingredient so it's really beautiful for the skin so it's just a high antioxidant so it's really going to just help nourish, repair the skin, um, support like cellular turnover in the skin. Um, I, we use it in our face balm and our eczema balm. So it really just helps, um, knit the skin back together. If there is any damage to the surface of the skin, it really helps repair it. Um, so just making stronger, like more, you know, nourish skin cells. Essentially we want to have those omegas, um, in the skin internally, externally. Mm-hmm. So it's really a beneficial oil for that. Um, so it's a, so that, so we recently just did kind of an overhaul of all our ingredients and we're interested in seeing if we could find more organic ingredients in Canada and more organic ingredients in general. 
So that was a big project we just did. And so um, we do it every few years because the industry is changing constantly. Um, And more and more people are farming organic. And in Canada especially, uh, there's a lot more people producing uh, things that they weren't before. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're working with... Lots of different people, but we're, I'm, I really want to get sea buckthorn oil from Canada. Oh, yes! And roasted, because a lot of people grow them, but a lot of times, you know, all the raw ingredients are shipped um, elsewhere and produced into oils. So, anyway, projects, many projects on the go, but uh, we'll keep everyone posted on any of these new things. Where does sea buckthorn <laughs> grow in Canada? Uh, like, it grows in Ontario. Oh. It can grow... Like, essentially, like, in most of Canada, um, not north, not too north. Uh, but, yeah, sea buckthorn's amazing. So there's, you know, I have a farm up north two hours outside of Toronto, and there's um, really close to us is a sea buckthorn farm. Um, so it is prevalent. It's just right now they're not producing oil. It's more of a food. Um, so really just focused on the, be- like, dried berries mm-hmm. but and juice, but... Oil soon. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Is there any advice that you were given that you really took to heart? Um, I don't... Yeah, like, I feel like most of the... I don't know, a lot of my friends are always like, stop listening to people. (laughs) I take a lot of... Are you very spongy that way? Like, you always kind of... Spongy, that's a word I made up. It's more like you're very absorbent at what people around you say yeah like people's opinion like I like to consider people's opinions especially our team when we're launching new products or launching new ideas or working on something I'm always like what do you all think like I love to hear what people think um and I think from a business point of view it's hard not to get overwhelmed sometimes by everyone's opinions so um really take everything with a grain of salt and um yeah, I think it's just the biggest advice that I always think about, I guess, is, uh, you know, my focus is really on our team. So it's just that everyone wants to be seen and heard. And this is like throughout your entire life, your friends, your family, your employees, your employers, everyone wants to be seen and heard. And that's like the goal of everyone's life. So once you kind of Think, have that in your mind, then you can approach things differently because you're like, I just want to be seen and heard and you just want to be seen and heard. So how do we work together or do this project together or, mm-hmm. you know, make dinner together? Yeah, 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 that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cool. To finish off, I want to ask you what your favorite places in Toronto are. Um, I love, I love, so I come here every week, skincare clinic and get acupuncture. Um, so this is a really special place. I love, um, there's like so many amazing women, uh, own businesses in Toronto, um, especially in the West End where we are. So, you know, last night I was at a Misfits uh, Pilates class. Uh, so I love going there every week. I love getting food. Um, at so many different, like, so the goods is on Ronson's Vales, um, and I love Lisa, so that's an amazing place, um, I love, and I love just, like, frequently going to all the kind of tiny restaurants, like the Faux Restaurant, or... The one on Ossington? Uh, yes, the Which one, on one do you go to? There's the two, the right? sign, but I don't know what the name is. Is it further south, or yeah. is it more north? Uh, there's one that's... 
one that's a bit more north than the other? Um, I go to the south one. Okay. Um, does Imanishi, like a Japanese restaurant? I love Imanishi, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like we're so lucky in this West End neighborhood to have, like, so many awesome restaurants to go to and places to do yoga and Pilates, like, super close as well. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I love going to Fresh Fields, the little organic grocery store. I, I, so we have a production space in North York as well. So I share my time downtown between Dundas West and North York. So, and it's kind of like I love it up north um, as well. There's so many, like there's a cool Arepa place that we go to um, oh, cool. near us. There's like a great Italian um, buffet or I don't even know what to call it, but you like go and they just... Oh, so uh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking like about. That they like serve. Yeah. yeah. Cafeteria style. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, Ace Bakery is right next to us. We're right next to Bellwoods Brewery. Oh, I love North Bellwoods. York. So, you know, lots of beer and crackers and bread and sandwiches. Um, but yeah, there's, I feel like it's really easy in Toronto to support local businesses which is phenomenal and then up at the farm um we have some lots of farmer friends that grow their own food and sell so we buy lots of local food from mm -hmm. ontario and that's um kind of where i do all my grocery shopping Love it. <laughs> so yeah there's so it's i feel like we're so fortunate and downtown Toronto yeah it's true once you start to kind of commit to it it's very easy to support local yeah it's it's a great city for that reason yeah yeah and there's like we have so many vintage stores in this area like Penny Arcade and Chosen um yeah there's so many good stores yeah yeah I actually um also spoke to Rachel from Penny Arcade <gasps> oh awesome yeah. yeah have you been to our new sh shop yeah Tambourine yes yeah. I have that's where we recorded the interview yeah amazing okay yeah. that's so awesome it's so good i love it i love it yeah i actually got this vest from chosen oh really yeah oh yeah i know I love it's great I, it's um wool yeah it's just like a fleece i think it was an insert of a jacket oh yeah that's great that's very nice um anyway thank you so much this was great yay, yay. <laughs> thank you you can find Julie Skincare Line on Instagram at Province Apothecary and their facial studio at Dundas and Dufferin. Thanks for listening.